1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You
3: are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Prime Primetime.
4: Hour three of Vsin Primetime here on Vsin, the sports betting network. That gentleman right there. Hey,
5: hold your threes up, baby. Hold your threes up? Absolutely, man. <laughs> this, this has got to become tradition because at this point, on Thursdays, we're going to be getting ready to lead into Thursday night football, whether it be college or next week, the season opener, Buffalo Bills and Rams. So you know how in the game they put the fours up. Hey, we're gonna close strong, baby. Let's close strong.
4: Well, this time tomorrow, uh, for those who are not aware, for those Nightcap fans uh, joining us here, uh, thank you for for coming along. But we will keep the crew. For those who are not aware, the crew who joined us every Friday to start our shows was Derek Stevens. Darren Banks
5: and, and Wilbo, Big,
4: and Wilbo yeah. A.K.A. Will uh, Big Balls, uh, they will join us every Thursday leading into Thursday Night Football. They'll be with us tomorrow too. Uh, we have some friendly competitions, a a Survivor contest because Derek Stevens, Wilbo, and Banksy, they all work for Circa, so they can't be in the own con- in their own contest. So we have our own Survivor contest. Sean's going to be in it though this year again. Yeah. six entries. Uh huh. Ready to go?
5: I purchased three. I have three more to get.
4: <laughs> Slowly putting it in. Yeah, Didn't yeah, want to yeah. do the all withdrawal at once. Yeah. By the way, Serena Williams just broke uh, her uh, opponent, and she is now serving for the set Good of 5-4.
5: Such a fan of her and her sister. Let's go Serena.
4: Final U.S. Open, final professional tournament, and what a big opportunity. you see the prices for tickets? They were Outrageous
5: for uh, for tonight's match, as they should be. They weren't outrageous. People were buying them. I tell consumers all the time (laughs) you have so much power. If something's overpriced, don't buy it. If you don't buy it, if you can get everyone to come to the consensus, I'm not paying that for that, and no one buys it, guess what they got to do? They got to lower the prices. But like any business, if they raise the prices and the demand continues to go up, hey, just saying, I tell my guys this all the time. I can't believe it. Cole, well, don't go. Oh, I'm not. I wasn't. Sad. No, I know. I'm if, just, if you're there, it, it, it triggered. It triggered a conversation I had at my high-end elite cigar lounge the other night. Yeah, rich people problems.
4: Yeah, what what are your your buddies not willing to pay? You know, for that gold-plated toilet in their house. You know.
5: Well, most of them already have it. That's true. Yeah, but they don't. They don't have the boudet option. So you know. <laughs> Trying to upgrade, people want to charge too much, you know.
4: <laughs> um, we're going to talk to our good friend uh, and colleague here at Veasan, Jonathan Von Tobel. JVT, that's my guy. Bottom of the hour, um, so we will chat with him. Uh, we've been talking a lot of college football. I want to get to that. Uh, get back to it in just a moment. But you, you you brought something up, and it just it got the the gears going here. Next week, mm-hmm. eight days from today, yeah, man, will be the Rams and Bills. What a way to start the season. Fantastic way. The tradition continues as the reigning Super Bowl champ gets to host a game. Last year's Thursday night football game was absolutely phenomenal. I
5: remember us sitting down watching the beginning of Bucks cowboys and kind of being, like, astonished. Because everybody thought, like, Bucks were I mean, the Bucks out. are going to blow them out. Yep. But, I mean, this was healthy Amari Cooper. This was healthy Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. Like, Dak Prescott played in an elite level, throwing the ball all over the place. Pretty impressed coming out of that game of, you know, of the Cowboys. Hopefully, you know, this year's game lives up to that same kind of entertainment value.
4: Right now, Buffalo is a two and a half point road favorite. Um, there will be plenty of Bills Mafia at SoFi Stadium. Uh, I think it'll feel like a Bills home game. So I don't I don't think the home field is really baked into this number, but this is a number that opened one Sean, and then throughout the summer. Got bet up to two
5: and a half. Any interest in taking the dog? Sure. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I mean, it's still a West Coast trip for Buffalo. That's a long flight. Yeah, the first game of the season. I know, but northern New York. I mean, Buffalo is darn near Canada. (laughs) 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 Flying all the way to Southern California. I mean, I know you can't get much farther away than Buffalo is from L.A. I'm just saying.
4: I mean, I feel like traffic. Air flights, especially week one, is such overblown. Hey, all I'm saying is How hard is it to get a on a way. private jet?
5: It's not private. To- it's a regular commercial plane. You just don't go through the airport. Okay. Yeah. It's not private. The NBA flies private where everybody has their own seat and in, in television yeah. selections.
4: But but you know, Mrs. Sanders is not sitting next to you in uh Facts. In row B. It's right. all it's, it's, it's all right. Bills. It's, it's not a toddler crying and I, across I don't the think, hall. I don't think it's eighteen inches like you yeah. get in a You don't a-
5: have to take out your credit card for a diet soda. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 I think
5: it's uh I'm still it, it, saying it's a far flight. It is a far you flight. Know, I don't know what you got in geography, but if you pull out a map, like if you Google like map of US, like Buffalo, New York to LA, it's far apart. Yeah. It's, it's a great distance. It's a five hour flight. Five hours. If, hour if you flying fast, first
4: game of the season. If you're flying fast, it's wait, a long
5: flight? I think it's a little farther. What is that. Buffalo in Iceland? It's Canada. It's basically Canada to Mexico. What are, what are we
4: doing right now? We're, we're really arguing. You played. Well, in I'm this trying league. to you, get you. So you played in this league, and we're like, if you want to take the dog, that's fine. But to point out the fact that the Buffalo Bills have to pl- fly, fly private to Los Angeles in their first game of the season, they could go whenever they want. They could go now they want.
5: And the flight nonstop is five hours, fifteen minutes. So it's just slightly longer. I was just trying to say, would you be interested in the dog? That's all I was asking. But then you got into geography. Do you know geography? And I bet
4: you when you get on that flight, they'll say, Oh uh, ladies and gentlemen, our flight time will be uh four hours and uh, fifty
5: two minutes. <laughs> oh they got a special, they always, they always a special the buff- engine they always do the buffering, you know? Right. They got a special engine or something. Um I get it. I'm just well, saying I, 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 what kind of disrespect for the defending Super Bowl champion who didn't really have any major losses. I know Von Miller is now on the opposing sideline. Hotel's for, gone. Well, they won the Super Bowl, without. most of it, without him. But they added Allen Robinson. They
4: also had Matthew Stafford playing Sandlot football, saying, I can't throw to anybody else other than Cooper Cup, well, so uh, get open.
5: Based on how many balls Cooper caught last I know. year, that was something that was shouldn't happening have won, weekly. Shouldn't have won MVP. I'm just saying, yeah. do you think there's slight value in the defending Super Bowl champ, w- I'll just being say an it. underdog at home to start, to see, to start say, the following I'll season, I follow say will say this, Sean. I wouldn't lay it. I wouldn't lay it with Buffalo. Right. So if I'm going to bet that game, I'm taking the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I am. I mean, I think the public's
4: going to be all over Buffalo. I, you know, uh, Britton, our producer just got in our ear and said, teaser.
5: I probably wouldn't tease this game. Well, it goes through seven, right? Six it would, it would go through what, would eight go and, and a half. Eight and a half. Takes you through three and seven.
4: It is the highest total on the board. So you're getting our second highest total on the board. So you're not getting as much value with the points as you would for, let's say, Carolina at Cle- – Carolina using Cleveland up to eight when the total's is 41 and a half. I'm not opposed to it, uh, but I, I would probably pass on the Rams as a teaser leg just because I think they're a better – more intriguing options in Week One to use as a teaser. I think Minnesota's an intriguing teaser option. Uh, they're a home one and a half point dog, get up to seven and a half against well, Green Bay. we're just talking Thursday night. No, we're, I know. Yeah, we're
5: not getting into. Well, I want to get into
4: big picture with the Buffalo Bills because I feel like we have. They are the preseason betting favorite mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl. Uh, last check, they've been to four Super Bowls. Uh, do not think they've won any of them. Um, but early nineties, obviously, that's a cheap shot on the Bills. They're they're. They're the best team in the NFL, in my opinion, from top to bottom, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win it. When you look at this Bills team, Sean, what are the biggest holes you see on the Buffalo Bills?
5: They have one significant question mark. And for me, that is how significant of a loss is Brian Dayball? Mm -hmm. Because I think he had a great synergy with Josh Allen. When to utilize Allen's athleticism, from a QB run standpoint, when to take and be aggressive in the passing game to Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, who I think is going to have a big season. How to establish a running game without having an elite running back. Like, the way he incorporated Josh Allen with the traditional run game made Buffalo a balanced offense. Now, a lot of people are on Ken Dorsey. I don't know Ken Dorsey permanently, Um Joe Brady is there as the QB coach. So you do have a, another person on that offensive staff that's coordinated. He came from Carolina. But we'll see. That's probably the only question mark I have about Buffalo. is Does that same synergy exist like in-game live play calling between Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen in that offense as it did with Brian D'Abel?
4: Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen hasn't played a game in the NFL without Brian D'Abel as his offensive coordinator. So
5: that's my only question. I think – Everything else, there's so, everything of the area, they're solidified. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I'm not sure what they're going to do at punter. You know, I know it, they had high expectations for the kid from San signed, Diego State.
4: Uh, they just signed Sam
5: Martin, it looks like. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. And they, no reason I say that because the uh Riza, I think is how you pronounce Matarizzi, his last name. Yeah. He was a weapon. Like, he was a guy, if you're backed up, you had a bad offensive series, like he legitimately can punt the ball consistently 70-plus yards. So that – made them even, you know, more complete team, which is neither here nor are A lot of guys, I'm sure, that can manage, you know, from a punting standpoint. But if Ken Dorsey has that same synergy with Josh Allen, they're going to be a tough out. But I'll say this, they're going up against a genius. Sean McVay, all offseason to prepare how to attack this Buffalo Bills defense.
4: Well, what about... Los Angeles, you lose Kevin O'Connell. Is that a big loss? Well,
5: Sean McVay calls the plays. I know. I'm yeah, just saying, so, but he you know puts together the, the game plan. I know. Mike McDaniel left San Francisco. I mean, yeah. Kyle Shanahan calls the plays. I, I was, it was yeah. just I was asking. No, I part. wasn't getting yeah. upset with you. I was answering it. Like some people might not know that, you know, that aspect of it. I think a lot of people. I surprised somebody on the panel this past Saturday where Urlacher and the guys, and they were like saying why they like Miami, and I was like, you do know Mike McDaniel's never been a coordinator. He's never called a plays. Like, well, he was the run game coordinator, but he wasn't right. the offensive coordinator, and he didn't call the plays on game day. That was Kyle Shanahan.
4: Yeah, so, f- I mean, that's why Rams- I always
5: like to just say it, and some people might not know.
4: It. I think I think this spot is – you're getting the bills at the right spot, in my opinion, for the Rams, because oh, yeah. there's the potential of, of injuries to come for this Los Angeles Rams with limited depth.
5: Cam Akers, another year removed from that injury. He'll be better.
4: Van Jefferson comes in, mm-hmm. or comes back from injury, I should say. I like say. the Rams in this spot. All I have right.
5: decided if I'm going to bet it, but if I am – I'm I'm leaning Rams right now.
4: Eight days away from the start of the NFL season. That's Sean. I'm Tim. We'll talk to Jonathan Von Tobel in 10 minutes. But up next,
0: return to college football.
6: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
4: BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It is VEASAN Prime Time here on VEASAN. That gentleman right there, Sean King, at RealSeanKing on Twitter. I am Tim Murray, at 1 Tim Murray. We got a tie break, Sean. First set of the second round of the U.S. Open, Serena Williams in our final U.S. Open, final professional tournament against Annette Contevet, as Britain, our producer, let me know. Uh, so Serena trying to take the uh, first set here. So let's go, Serena.
5: Yeah, I'm pulling for Serena. I um, still right. think they gave her a tough draw. Well, she's... second round number two player? Come on. Well, I don't
4: know. I mean, I'll, I'll leave it to Britain. I don't. It's not like she's been playing all that well lately, so. But, you know. Number greatest of all time, get it done. Get her
5: done. Get her done.
4: That's all the right. model. Uh, we're gonna talk to Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, but also. Wrote for the college. Uh, the wrote for the college football betting guide, and also our NFL betting guide, and wrote about the AFC East. So we'll see what he thinks about the Buffalo Bills. Could. They be maybe a little over uh, inflated in the uh, in the betting market. So we'll talk to JVT coming up at the bottom of the hour. He's going to join us every Wednesday here uh, on this program. All right, Sean, um, play a little. Would you rather you throw your money down? Would you rather same odds at BetMGM place a bet on Texas to go over eight and a half wins? Quinn Ewers named their starting quarterback. Bijan Robinson in that backfield. Xavier Worthy's a superstar potential. Uh, they did lose, of course, uh, the transfer from, uh, from Wyoming. You got over 8.5 there for Texas. Or would you rather go with the Fighting Gundies over 8.5? Now, the one thing I'll say before we jump into this <clears throat> Oklahoma State's non conference schedule is this, Sean. Central Michigan, Arizona State, Arkansas, Pine Bluff. Texas is UL Monroe, UT San Antonio. Oh, in between there, they play Alabama. You got to account for that. These two teams do play in Stillwater October 22nd. Would you rather trust Sark or trust Mike Gundy?
5: Well, ironically, Gundy's the more proven entity in this conference. However, recent history says that his best teams have been defensive-centric. Mm-hmm. Well, he lost his defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, to Ohio State. He took multiple assistants on that staff. And I know he was replaced by Derek Mason, but Derek Mason's new to this conference. So he, the familiarity that Knowles had with how to defend and stop and disrupt you know, these offenses that he had been so familiar with you know I don't know that Derek Mason has that in year one. Having said that, Oklahoma State lost players on all three level that contributed greatly last year on this defense. So I would take Texas in this situation, even though I think they have a slightly more difficult schedule. As you mentioned, Xavier Worthy is elite wide receiver, but John Robinson, a lot of people will think he's the best running back in this class and will be the no- number one running back selected next year in the draft. So we'll see. Sorry, brilliant offensive mind. Queen yours. Don't forget, five-star kid. He was the one that skipped his senior year of high school in the state of Texas and enrolled at Ohio State so he could accept the big NIL deal from Ohio State because the state of Texas does not allow their high school athletes to participate in NILs and still be eligible to play high school athletics. So i probably lean Texas in this. If this wasn't like an either-or segment, I probably wouldn't bet either one of these. I have my reservations about Texas on defense, and that schedule's pretty difficult, and Oklahoma State I'm just not high on, but out of these two teams, I think Texas has a better chance to get to nine wins next year than Oklahoma State does.
4: Uh, In the exercise, uh, it's would you rather, and I would rather play Oklahoma State. Uh, It comes down to these two teams play each other. They're in Stillwater, and I trust Mike Gundy more than Steve Sarkeesian as a head coach. Uh, I also look at the schedule and both of these teams play five road games in the conference. So, and then you have to account for the fact that Texas is going to get their doors blown off by Alabama. And there is, you know, there, it has been noted. Now we'll see the following week, Sean, but you know, teams that play Alabama early in the season, a lot of them have been those neutral non-conference games to start the year. USC did it. Florida state did it. I think Duke did it. Um, They don't fare well shortly after getting smoked by Alabama. So I think Texas, the fact that they play Alabama, when you're looking at these win totals, Oklahoma State does it. Texas does. I would be surprised if Oklahoma State lost at home to Arizona State. I don't know what to expect from Arizona State this year. Do you?
5: Yeah, I'm not a big Emory Jones fan, who I think is going to be their starting quarterback, the former uh, University of Florida. Mass
4: exodus of coaches. Yeah, I, I, so I, I'm I th- not high on ASU. So I think already Oklahoma State Sean has got the leg up in the win department. Now I think Texas is probably the better football team, or ta- most talented, more talented football team, but the schedule works in the favor. So if if made to choose,
5: now different team, I would different go with coach. Oklahoma State. I just know when LSU's national championship team came into Austin, the last time they played a marquee, high-profile game against an SEC opponent, Texas rose to the occasion. And now, ultimately, LSU lost, but they gained a lot of confidence from that competition. Joe Burrow had to be Heisman Trophy-winning Joe Burrow that night for LSU to get back on the bus with the win. So, you know, the, I guess the but the, the 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 opposite argument to what you said is iron sharpens iron. So if Texas is ready to make that next jump, then the Alabama game could be a catapult even in defeat from a confidence standpoint for, for them going into it. See, it can't ruin teams too. So, But it's, I like the fact that it's not a neutral site game. I like the fact that the game is in Austin. It's a home game for Texas.
4: I, look, I don't know if Texas will blow them out. Uh, or excuse me, Alabama will blow them out, Sean, because look, Sark and Nick Saban have a really good relationship. They speak very highly of one another. Um, so I don't know if this is a situation where Alabama wants to put it on them, and you know, obviously, Texas is gonna be fired up for that. I'll just point out the fact that that 2019 team that almost beat LSU still lost five games.
5: Yeah, I told you uh, individually, I wouldn't bet either, I wouldn't one either. of those, I, I wouldn't. but I like Texas, you know, I think Texas slightly more. I think Oklahoma State has been built on defense. I think when Gundy first became the head coach, they were offensive juggernaut. But recently, it's been about their defense, and they lost they a lot of guys, and they lost their defensive coordinator who had coordinated these elite defenses in the recent past.
4: Well, I know the answer to this. We're going to be on different sides. Would you rather take USC over 9.5 or Michigan over
5: Well, this is a no-brainer because I have USC in the college football playoff, and Which is just they definitely won't get there with nine or fewer wins, so I'm going USC. Do you here. really believe they're making the playoff? I think they have a good shot. I don't. I don't know how you can just assume that they're gonna fix all their problems. I don't think they have to to win the Pac-12 this year. I just don't think they have to. And in their non-conference schedule is not like overwhelming. They don't play Alabama or Georgia, or Ohio Notre State. Notre Dame's
4: preseason number five in the country.
5: Yeah, but you talk about devastating. We'll see what Notre Dame does Saturday against Ohio State. I mean, they have three months to
4: figure it out. Yeah, well, USC hasn't beaten Notre Dame in like six years.
5: Well, I'd say this: if USC is going to be good as I think they they are. I'll take Notre Dame in the season finale to go to the college football playoff. I, I, I like to, I, I'll I take that.
4: I think, I, I think the, the schedule, I, I understand what you're saying, but going to Utah. They, but they get them early. They I get think, them in October.
5: They're not going. I think you, where the weather's going to be extreme. UCLA
4: who absolutely embarrassed USC last year. They did is very much overlooked. this year. But I year. think
5: USC, UCLA only returns from not mistaken eight starters off of last year's squad. So there is some, some question marks. There's some new guys, They'd have to feel so some USC's as well. whole team is new yeah I know but uh chip Kelly didn't dominate the transfer portal with known production like Lincoln Riley did if these transfers were guys that hadn't produced at their previous school then I'd be a little more hesitant
4: to me it's it's a no-brainer I mean it, it's it's Michigan uh in this spot and I I recognize that Quarterback situation is is bizarre. It's really uh,
5: good. I, it's healthy. I love Michigan's quarterback with situation. With Cade
4: McNamara and, and J.J. McCarthy. They but have
5: two elite quality quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I mean, I wouldn't say Cade McNamara is elite. He's,
4: well, a, he's I, a quality.
5: He'd leader. go if, if Cade McNamara was a starting quarterback at Wisconsin, I would be picking Wisconsin to run the table this year and play Ohio State in the Big Ten championship Speaking game.
4: Speaking of which, when you look at Michigan's schedule, they do not have Wisconsin. They have arguably the easiest non-conference schedule. I in, agree. In, I don't know,
5: not murderers road to start the year colorado state hawaii connecticut
4: they're a 30 point favorite in all of those games you get nebraska at home obviously go to ohio state but you get Rutgers on the road which is great iowa on the road could be tricky michigan state and penn state both at home michigan state off a of bye to me would i rather no brainer wolverines that maze and blue that's ah. sean king gonna have to get him a usc jersey fight on sean Four and eight last year.
3: This is V-CIN Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber. And get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for our discounted $175, you'll receive both guides and full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you can join us for $40 a month and see everything VSIN has to up your betting game. Go to vison.com slash subscribe for all of your options. Become part of the Sports Betting Network. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN Prime Time, And a gentleman who will be joining us every Wednesday in this spot is our one and only Jonathan Von Tobel. You can catch him on the weekends, Saturdays, from 9 to noon at Pacific. And then on Sundays, 10 to noon, including JVT, the college football line reveal show, which uh, is going to be part yes. of the VEASAN college football betting podcast feed. So you're going to be a busy man on the weekends, also hanging out with Matt Brown when Stormy uh, is on the road for ESPN. So uh, you'll catch JVT all over the place. And, of course, if you got the uh, NFL and college football betting guides, he was a part of that. All right, JVT. We started this hour about just, just a glance at at the Thursday night opener next week. Bills uh, have become a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And then I went and took a peek at uh, what you wrote up about the Bills in our Pro Football Betting Guide. And you've got some interesting thoughts about what to expect from the Super Bowl favorites this year.
3: So it's funny. When you put, like, under 11-and-a-half, right, or if you say... That, like. Right. If you dare to say the words, the Bills might be a little overvalued. A lot of people think, oh, you know, you're fading the Bills, huh? That's not necessarily the case. You know, the way the, the case that I painted, guys, was I do think the Bills arguably are the best team or one of the best teams in the NFL. I think there's really any questioning that. My quibble is with the degree to which the market says they are the best team in the National Football League. Keep in mind that this was a team that last year was seven and six through 13 games, right? They're only one game above 500 through 13 games. They rip off the end of their schedule, and we know what happens at the end of the postseason. But there's a lot of things when you look at Buffalo, to me, that says, sure, they're a really good team. But when you're talking about a win total of 11 and a half, shaded to the over in some spots where the price says an implied probability of nearly 60%, that means 11, right? 12, 13 wins. To me, it's just a little too high, and that's where I come from here. And you still have questions. Josh Allen, his first year without Brian Dable as a play caller. What does that look like? He still finished 22nd in turnover-worthy play rate among quarterbacks last year. It's not very good. We have seen those games. Remember the Josh Allen game, the other Josh Allen, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars. They lose that game because Josh Allen has one of those little hiccups where all of a sudden he reverts back to his old ways. If you look at them defensively, one of their weaknesses, despite having a very easy schedule, was that they were an average run defense. I'm not sure how much better they got in the offseason when it came to their run defense. So again. I'm not saying the Bills are going to be like a 9-8 team and everybody's stupid. I just think that when you're talking about the degree to which the market has rated this team, I do think it is a little too high given what we know about them.
5: I'm not sure, um, JVT, if I'm going under 11 and a half but I would like to hear your opinion on the early part of this schedule because they do play four of their first six games on the road, and they look to be tough road games. Talk to me a little bit about that. And how Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen, if they have the same synergy as Josh had with Brian Daybold, who's not a head coach of the Giants.
3: Right. And he's a first time play caller, Sean. Right. So you can speak that a little bit more, too. I mean, like that's something interesting. Dable's a really good play caller. He's a good coordinator and he is a really big reason why Josh Allen developed in the way that he did. And with him not there to kind of we talked to somebody from Buffalo on the Sunday show the other day, he called Josh Allen a stallion. Right. That They kind of had to break. Uh, and if Brian Dable is not there to kind of keep up with the metaphor to ride him, well, then what happens with Josh Allen when it's a first time guy who's on his back? Right. And, and if you look at the schedule, I would agree with you. I mean, look, the Los Angeles Rams, they're a very good team. And we're talking about two and a half. The Rams are going to be on a teaser leg for me. And it depends on which legs I want to use. I think the Vikings are going to be the other leg of that teaser. Uh, but like, even if home field, which remember last year was worth probably about a one and a half points, one point, depending on how you rated it, it was not worth very much. Still, I think at an opening night defending Super Bowl champs, it, we're overvaluing Buffalo a little bit in a spot like that. The Ra- the Ravens, I think, are a team that are going to be much better this year. The market is kind of pushed in that direction. And again, going back to what I'm talking about, Sean, which is if there's a weakness for Buffalo, I think it's up the middle. The Ravens are going to be able to run the ball and, I think, have success on the ground against Buffalo. And that's, of course, as you mentioned, on the road. I mean, overall, this is a pretty tricky schedule. I think the Titans are due for a pretty big bounce down toward, the, uh, you know, toward Earth. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. But this is a really tough four games for me. And then we don't even know what two is going to look like, right? But that offense and those pieces are very, very intriguing and very good. And their secondary is a little thin. So I think overall, Sean, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see this team start like two and two. I don't know about one and three. Uh, but they're hovering around 500 by the time they get through the first four games of the schedule because how tough it is. And again, I'll go back to it. It's not that shocking. This is a team that was barely above 500 through their first 13 games last year. And because of the early portion of the schedule, not only would it behoove you to maybe pump the brakes on betting Buffalo early to win the Super Bowl, the same goes for Josh Allen, his MVP. If they get off to this slow start because of this schedule, Allen's odds might start to you know climb a little bit. And thus, as a better, maybe you can come in after week four or something like that if it goes the way that we expect.
4: You can follow Jonathan Von Tobel on Twitter at me, JVT. Once again, new schedule for JVT Fridays, one to three sitting in uh, on final countdown with Matt Brown, then Saturdays, nine to noon Pacific and Sundays from 10 to noon, including the new college football line reveal show, uh, which is uh, one that I am certainly looking forward to, uh, to catching each and every Sunday, uh, sticking to that division. Uh, I know a lot of people are down on the Patriots. I'm one of them. I don't think it's hard to be high on the Patriots, I, I would say, right now. And we talked about it last night with, uh, with the betting market sitting, both the Patriots and, and Dolphins, at least at MGM JVT, at 8.5. Uh, I would go over Dolphins and under Patriots. How do you look at those two teams, which likely will finish 2-3 one way or the other in the AFC East?
3: I'll start with New England, Tim, because that's one of the, the win total bets that I have actually made. It's under on the eight and a half. I think if I got plus 105, even money somewhere around there, um, I would agree. I think you know everybody wants to start with the offense, but for me, I start with the defense. Kyle is not there anymore. That's their third leader in terms of pressures from a season ago. Uh, they only have two guys who are really legitimate pass rushers. That would be Barmore on the middle and Matthew Judon, so I think that's going to be a problem. Their cornerback room has quietly become a little bit of a mess here. Uh, you know, you bring in Malcolm Butler. He, of course, gets injured, got to release him. J.C. Jackson is with the Los Angeles Chargers now. So this defense, which was a big reason why they were so good last year. Remember, they finished, I think, third or fourth in turnovers forced. Uh, they were a top five team in terms of turnover differential. All indicators that this team's going to take a little bit of a step back if they stop forcing those turnovers at such a high rate. And the flip side is, what does this offense look like? without a play caller that is a very good and consistent offensive play caller or a first-time guy again with a second-year quarterback in Mac Jones. So I think all of those things put together with a really difficult schedule littered with coin flip spots, to me, it's under on the New England Patriots. you got a lot of signs that are going to point toward that direction. As far as the Dolphins go, I think they're better than the New England Patriots. I think the roster is clearly better. My problem, Tim, for like actually plunking money down on a win total mm-hmm. would just be I don't know what Tua Tungavailoa is. He is, as we know, accurate. He is very good within seven yards of the line of scrimmage. All of those things. Is he going to start to push the the ball downfield more a little bit often? It's not that he can't. It's that he doesn't. It, does he start to look a little bit more like an above-average quarterback? Because if that's going to be the case, then he might be in on this Dolphins team. they got some really good pieces defensively. We know how good their offense can be. Mike McDaniel's a really intriguing offensive guy at the helm. But I think overall, the most important position for me is such an enigma that I don't feel confident in betting them over. But I would agree with, if you're telling me pick one or the other, I would lean to the over for the Dolphins because of the weapons they have. But I did bet the Patriots under. I think it's going to be a difficult year for them.
5: And JVT, all I'd add to that is I'm taking the over simply because they've done such a great job of surrounding him with talent. He doesn't have to be great. He just has to be good. He just has to hit the open guy. They have such run after the catch ability that I think they're going to be able to create explosive plays just based on their speed. Like Raheem Mostert, who no one's talking about, is one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. You know, when you have him on the field with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, I mean, that's a lot of pressure on defenses to make sure those, you know, fits on defense and those angles in pursuit are 100% perfect. So if, uh, and this is a big if for me, if the defense is as stable as it was under Brian Flores, which mm-hmm. I'm not taking that for granted – I think Miami could surprise a lot of people.
3: And, and Sean, really quick, I'd throw in there a good comp for Tua might be Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah, like Despite similar. the fact that he's left-handed, they're very similar quarterbacks, and you're kind of asking the same of him. And we saw how far the 49ers went with Jimmy Garoppolo. If they're giving him a baseline of play that's Jimmy GS. the Dolphins could have a really high ceiling this year.
4: We're talking once again with JVT. JVT, about 45 seconds. You also wrote up the AFC North, Ravens, Bengals, Browns are a big
3: unknown and then of course the Steelers Uh, what jumps out at you in that division so two things one I went into it Tim thinking I would pick the Bengals as the best team in the AFC North uh not the case I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC North especially if they get better health luck second most lost games to injury last year if they were going to be better in that category which you would think they are they're going to be really good this year and I think this is Mike Tomlin's worst Steelers team that he's had I know he's worked magic a lot uh, but I do think that they're going to be under 500 for the first time in Tomlin's career. It's I think it's a little bit of a mess for him to kind of deal with it. Great
5: moment. hair, JVT, but as far as your last of tape, course. not going to happen. And Tomlin, <laughs> we trust, baby.
4: I'm with you. Baltimore, <laughs> baby. Let's go eat some crabs, JVT. Ravens winning this division. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks, I'm guys. S- happy to be with you regularly. I'm so jealous of JVT's hair. That is some good hair. That's some good lettuce. It's VEASAN primetime. Wrapping it up next.
6: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
4: Turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbook. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log in to your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or credit free bets expire seven days from insurance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in nevada new york or washington dc wrapping things up here on Vsin prime time that gentleman
5: right there with the fedora on yeah how Sean you? What King? do you think about it look i've gotten some nice compliments on twitter have you yeah really nice You don't think so? I don't know. Yeah, I've gotten some nice compliments. Sure. I mean, they don't count if they're your family members. Just saying. Yeah, my family's not really big into social media, so. No? No, nah, not really. Mm. Um, My wife is, but no one else. Got a couple,
4: couple big games tomorrow. Got the yeah, college excited. football season starting up. I guess it already started with week zero. But uh, things getting rolling tomorrow, and... What, what game would you say intrigues, piques your interest the most? Purdue-Penn
5: it- Purdue State. Okay. I, I just, and I'm probably going to live bet it, so I'll bet it in game. Um, the big favorite that I think is most likely to cover is probably Tennessee. I just think that offense that they have, it, it creates explosive plays because it makes defenses have to cover, you know, the field from sideline to sideline because of the splits of the wide receivers, so... Probably going to end-game bet Penn State-Purdue, at least as, as I sit right here. If I change my mind, the good thing about prime time now is, you know, we get an hour or two before the games start so we can give out our final opinions. But right now I'm leaning to waiting and an in game live betting Purdue-Penn State, and I think I'm going to lay to 35 and a half. I think 36. I'm going to jump around, look for the best number on uh, with uh, Tennessee.
4: Yeah, I think Tennessee, look at Ball State, uh, that game tomorrow, 7 o'clock Eastern at Rocky Top. I do think that Tennessee I, – I, I think they enjoy – Heupel enjoys kind of putting up some – Well, uh, the big
5: thing for me is Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Because I'm really high on the Tennessee quarterback. So, you know, if he picks up where he left off last year, you don't have to worry about him, you know, missing a whole bunch of wide-open guys, being inaccurate on third down, you know, not understanding the system. So there's a comfort there that when the plays are there that he's going to make them.
4: Yeah, I think Tennessee, you know – has a chance to surpass their win total. Uh, I think, in my opinion, Sean, I know they have a crossover with Alabama, which is not ideal, but if someone were to knock off Georgia in the SEC East, in my opinion, it would be Tennessee. Uh, I think Tennessee has a chance, you know, looking at their schedule right now, Sean, I'm pulling it up. I think they have a chance to be a favorite in, I want to say, every game except Alabama and Georgia. So, it's going to be... It's a a lot of uh, intrigue when it comes to this Tennessee team heading into this year. And, you know, uh, I think it could start with a, with a big old win. Last year they opened up. Granted, it was an FCS team. Uh, played Tennessee Tech, 156 to nothing. So, yeah, I think them playing Ball State here to open up the season. I think this line has got a little inflated. Uh, open at 28. Now it's at 35 and a half. So that might be why I'd ultimately stay off. Is Tennessee going to want to run it up when they have Pittsburgh the next week? And that's a revenge spot. They lost to Pittsburgh last year. They go on the road. So.
5: Well, Ball State's not supposed to be very good. No, they're not. Yeah, Jason Whitlock, probably my friend, probably the only <laughs> one in the country that thinks Ball State. You know, him and Mike knew the actual head coach. So, I would think... Didn't David Letterman go there? Uh, I don't know. Did he? I'm not sure. I would think if it's a... if. 42-7 game in the fourth. The Tennessee's backups, even in the game, can have success, you know, against this Ball State team that, you know, is not even picked to do very well in their own conference. Yeah, so uh, that'll be uh. A... Having said that, watch it be 14-14 at the half. <laughs> well, I remember
4: I bet them a couple years ago, Sean, when they played Bowling <laughs> they, Green. Yeah. I think that was
5: 2019? Yeah. Heupel's first Under year. Under Pruitt, I think they lost to Georgia State in they, one of these early sure season did. games. They yeah. sure did. But, again, different oh, absolutely. type of offense. You know, Pruitt was trying to be old school, run the ball, play defense. Like, Hypo's system is based on explosive plays. Same thing they're running in at Arkansas. Same thing Scott Frost was running when he was at University of Central Florida. Like, this offense is built to dominate a team like this.
4: Well, uh, I want to get to our v pro tip, and it's, uh, it's a trend for Purdue. Uh, I do like Purdue tomorrow, plus the three and a half. But something to keep an eye on is just Jeff Brom – uh, at Purdue as an underdog, 19 and 8 ATS as an underdog with 12 outright wins, 8 and 4 against the spread as a home dog. Last year, Purdue was able to knock off two top five teams in Michigan State and Iowa. So, once again, this was your pro tip of the hour. We do one every hour on VSIN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day. They're all available at for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. So, Jeff Brom, can he work up that magic again
5: tomorrow Tomorrow night, Sean? Now, are you taking the points of Purdue, or are you pulling the up, outright upside? you calling the outright. I'll take the points. Okay. Take the points, three and a half. No. I'm going to wait, because what might happen, Purdue may get the ball and score first, mm-hmm. and I may get Penn State plus the points. Like Penn State may become the underdog, and I, I may be able to get, you know, a good number on Penn State plus a field goal, or, you know. So I just feel like, to me, the value in this particular game, unless you have a really strong pre-flop opinion, is to to live bet it, to end game it. Well,
4: I mean, I, I think you're getting a good number there with Purdue, and I think this is a spot where the public is going to be jumping on Penn State. Uh, we saw some of the betting splits that are out there, different books showing heavy action from the public. Line hasn't really moved now. We'll see. Does it move tomorrow? Does sharp action come in on one side or the other? That remains to be seen. But I do like the Boilermakers. A lot of questions, though. They lost David Bell. They lost George Karloftis. Lost a bunch of coaches on that coaching staff. But Brom's still there. I'm a big believer in Jeff Brom. And, you know, Brent Pry leaving Penn State. Their strength last year was their offense, Sean. He leaves to go to be the head coach of Virginia Tech. Is that a spot? Look, I... I think getting Manny Diaz was a was a nice win for them. Mm-hmm. He's a quality defensive coordinator. He's proven it. But it's game one. How is it going to show game one there? Penn State lost Jahan Dotson. Questions on the offensive line. So uh, I, I think Penn State is could have some trouble tomorrow against Purdue. So I will go ahead and take the points with the home dog.
5: All right. Well, good luck.
4: All right. Uh, other games tomorrow uh, that we will certainly hit on before – they start, but uh, revisiting them, we do have the backyard brawl: West Virginia and Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh right now laying seven and a half. Sean uh, lost Kenny Pickett, lost uh, Jordan Addison, lost their offense coordinator Mark Whipple. They bring uh, Frank Signetti uh, down from Boston College to be their new offensive coordinator. West Virginia, uh, they're rolling with uh, they're rolling with J.T. Daniels, mm-hmm. so it's a Former USC quarterback battle tomorrow night. Uh, we mentioned it earlier in the show. I- I'm with you. I'm going to hold off on this one. Uh, anything I would look at would be the under, but that's been the play so far. That's moved about four points, Sean, from 55.5 down to 51.5. So a stay away from me on a side. Uh, if forced to play, I would look under on that total.
5: Yeah, um, I'm not as high on Pitt as some people, but some really smart people that I trust like Pitt. They think uh, defensively they have a chance to be elite. Uh, I know West Virginia lost uh, the transfer battle. They lost a lot of players, didn't gain you know, as many. JT Daniels kind of battled injuries at Georgia, but when he was healthy, didn't play at enough high enough level to beat out or hold off Stetson Bennett. So I'm probably just going to watch this game and kind of gain some information regarding Pittsburgh moving forward for the rest of the uh the season see what I want to do with them when they get into the ACC schedule.
4: Yeah, six total games FBS versus FBS tomorrow, a couple FCS games or FBS versus FCS teams. Uh Fresno State on the schedule tomorrow My favorite night, Sean.
5: quarterback Jake Haner.
4: Jake Hayner it's and the guy. Bulldogs laying
5: 39. Probably not going with that one.
4: Against Cal Poly, uh but I do uh look forward to seeing them uh Sam Hartman uh Wake Forest, without Sam Hartman, they get VMI tomorrow. So a couple of uh, FBS versus FCS games. I am going to be interested
5: in watching that. I want to see what Wake Forest does at quarterback.
4: There's one game I'll tell you right now that is absolutely on my radar, Sean. We'll talk more about it as the week goes on. No line yet. Iowa is hosting the number two ranked FCS team in the country, South Dakota State, on Saturday. Yeah, but no Chris Oladokun. Week two, Iowa plays Iowa State.
5: You're just trying to butter up to Fran. I think you're going to get front row seats when we go to a basketball game next year. It's not happening. I'm going to bet against Iowa, so I don't think that's a good idea for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Positive
5: for
4: Fran McCaffrey. Hey, thanks to Jonathan Von Tobel and Frank Schwab. Thanks to Britton, our producer. For Sean, I'm Tim. This has been v Sin Primetime.